0: CGC Sports Illustrated. This is podcast episode number 10. My name is Jim. Today, I'm going to cover issues of Sports Illustrated that I think are underrated. I asked you to send me suggestions on topics to cover for videos and podcasts, and this is one that someone sent to me. So please keep sending me ideas that you'd like me to cover in future podcasts or videos, because um, they're super helpful. And look, a lot of times they turn into a video or a podcast. So please keep sending them to me. If you've got an idea, drop a comment here on YouTube, shoot me a DM on social media. I'm on literally every platform. It's the same thing everywhere CGC Sports Illustrated. Um, or you can send me an email, cgcsportsillustrated at gmail.com. At the end of this episode, I'll also take a look at some recent sale prices of graded issues. So my disclaimers first, I only collect newsstand issues, I don't collect subscription issues, I don't talk about subscription issues other than to say I do not collect them. So everything I'm talking about today, I'll be referring to newsstand issues only. If you want more information about why I only collect newsstand issues, you can go back and check out podcast episode number eight. I take a super deep dive into that topic, should answer um, most of your questions or at least give you a good starting point. Second disclaimer, I always try and be as transparent as possible. So when I'm talking about an issue, I do my best to try and remember to tell you whether or not I own that issue. That way, you know exactly where I stand on it personally, and you can make up your own mind. <clears throat> so let's dig in. Underrated issues. Now, when I say underrated issues, you, you know what I mean is uh, is that you know I believe that this issue in the near to medium term, one to three years. I believe they have a good chance of appreciating more than the rest of the market would on a you know percentage basis. So that's what my definition of underrated is for the purposes of this list. Now I've done this in another podcast before, um, but this topic keeps being requested. So these underrated issues are different than the ones I did in a previous podcast. You'll also notice most of these issues are modern issues, and I, I think. I mean, that kind of makes sense. The market pretty much knows the value of, uh, you know, Mickey Mantle versus a guy like, you know, Herb Score, who played for the Indians. Um, There are a couple of vintage issues on this list, but mostly it's modern. I came up with nine issues. I know that that's kind of a random number, but that's what I came up with. And I didn't want to stretch it just to make it a clean 10 or 20 or something like that. Um, So let's get started. And keep in mind, these are in absolutely no particular order. So we are going to um, dig into the first one. I love this issue. Um, I've never owned it. I've been looking for it for a long time. So this is James Harden's first cover. And you may not recognize it because there's no beard on James Harden there. This is back when, when he was at Arizona State. Um, And, you know, he's become so iconic with that big ass beard. And there he is, you know, almost clean shaven there. Um, The reason this one of the big reasons is this one is so hard to find is this is a variant cover. I know I keep talking about this a lot, but I, I think it's really important. A variant cover is a comic book term. And what it means is an alternate cover. So SI started doing this in the nineties and man, they did it a lot in the two thousands. They would distribute multiple copies of the exact same issue. Issue was exactly the same, but just a different cover on the top. So for this specific week, this is from November 17th, 2008, SI distributed six different covers that week. Now that's a lot, a lot of times SI would make a variant and there'd be two covers, three covers, maybe four. But this week, they distributed six different covers, and Harden was one of those six. That makes this issue super rare, super tough to find. I recently pressed a copy of this issue for a fellow collector, and it was the first time I had actually ever seen a newsstand copy of this issue. That's how rare it is. That's how hard it is to find. I don't own a copy of this. I certainly wish I did. Um, There is... Another topic here that's frustrating, but there is one 9.8 copy of this issue from that week. However, CGC still does not break out variants separately in the CGC census, despite my best efforts and hounding them on a regular basis. And I'll continue to do so to get them to do that. And eventually, I think they will. But for right now, they don't. So there's one 9.8 issue out there. I have no idea if it's James Harden or if it's, it's somebody else. So uh, that was on one of the other variants that week. So real bummer that CGC isn't doing this, but, uh, but man, super underrated issue. I'm a James Harden fan. I just, he is just the epitome of baller. That guy is a baller. He crushes it. I'm pulling for him. I hope he wins a championship. Um, And I love James Harden. And I think that issue is super, super underrated. Next one up. Here is a vintage issue. So this is Bart Starr. Um, This is his first cover from September 25th, 1961. You know, the highest graded copy of this issue is only 7.5, and there's only two of them. And maybe that's why I feel that this issue is underrated, because there's not a super high graded copy out there. Um, So, I I mean, but it's, 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 and there's only a few others graded beyond the 7.5s. But it's frickin' Bart Starr. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a Super Bowl winner. He played for an iconic franchise with a massive fan base like the Green Bay Packers. You guys have to keep in mind, you know, what makes a player collectible? It's not just the stats. Um, you know, if Bryce Harper played for the Yankees, he'd be a hell of a lot more collectible than he is today. Not saying he's not collectible, but where they play, what team they play for, you know, what that fan base is like all of those things. And then obviously their stats and whether they're in the Hall of Fame and how many championships they won factor into it. But all of that really plays a part into what makes something collectible. So I love this Bart Starr first cover from 1961. Um, I think it's super underrated. I've never owned this issue, um, but would love to. uh, And it's awesome. Okay. So this is, this is uh, the third one is kind of a two-parter because I, because I, because they go together. And that's Reggie Jackson's first cover and his second cover. So what we're looking at right here is um, his first cover. And I want to scroll a little bit so you can see this whole, oh, that's I, I, this is a beautiful shot and a beautiful cover. This is his first cover came out on July 3rd, 1969. Um, and let's take a peek at the second cover, really similar, although kind of different. He's got those 70 sunglasses on and beard and, Ah, looks great. But I love both of these covers. You know, I think, you know, why is he underrated? <clears throat> and I think Reggie kind of falls into that period of time where he's not a big guy in the eyes of the baby boomers. Cause you know, he was too young by that time and he's too old to be the guy for the gen Xers to collect. So I think he kind of falls in this gray area during the seventies where he was really, really big. Um, I I love this first cover. I mean, that yellow and green uniform and that classic baseball swing. Reggie Jackson, he played for big teams, played for the Yankees, Mr. Octobers, got a great nickname. Um, I I love these, love these. Um, I can tell you that I do own a copy of this second cover here. I do own a copy of that in um, 6.5. I've never owned the first cover, certainly on the lookout for both of them. Um, a 6.5 of his first cover just sold on Heritage a couple of weeks ago for $1,500. Um, for the first cover, and I know I'm going back and forth here, but this one, the pop report for this is there's one 9.2, a 7.5, and two 6.5s, um, and then some more graded below that. Uh, for his second cover, the pop report is uh, very similar. There's 9.2, there's an 8.0, and then the only other graded one is the one I own at 6.5. So I love these Reggie Jackson covers. He's um, a huge superstar. I, I just think they're super underrated and, and they're absolutely uh, beautiful and look fantastic. Next one up Dr. J. Oh, geez. Get rid of this pop up here. Let me refresh this the risk I take using websites as my examples. Okay, so um, this is Dr. J, this is his second cover. I've talked a lot about his first cover recently, but his second cover is killer too. May 17th, 1976, uh, I did his first cover in my last list of underrateds. And and it's funny because I I made this list a few days ago and then literally just yesterday, after I made this list, a friend of mine uh, messaged me on Instagram, saying how he just got this issue done and graded in newsstand, and it came back as a 9.2, pop one of one, none higher. So I am totally jealous now. Um, and not only does he have the highest graded copy out there of this issue, it's the only one. It's Dr. J's second cover. It's a beautiful color. I told you I'm a sucker for the old ABA stuff. Red, white, and blue basketball, those old ABA uniforms. It's fantastic. Um, I don't own this one. I've never owned it. Would love to. Dr. J comes in um, as my fifth one on the list here uh, for underrated. This is no good. Here we go. Um, Bryson DeChambeau. this This is the newest one that I've got out there because this is just from November 2020. So we're talking about just a little bit over a year ago. Uh, And if that date sounds weird, November 2020, um, just remember that in 2020, Sports Illustrated moved from a weekly to a monthly publication. So there's no more, um, you know, like June 9th, 2020. No, it's just they have one issue for the month. So this was the November 2020 issue. Um, Full disclosure on this, I just purchased this issue at 9.8 on Heritage, which is the site we're looking at right now, um, for $300. I couldn't pass it up. I thought it was a steal. I thought it would have gone for more than that. Uh, you know, with the buyer's premium, the out-the-door price was three hundred bucks. So I put my money where my mouth was on this one. I thought it was a steal at nine point eight. Long term, I think this one is way underrated. Even short term and medium term, uh, you know, is Bryson DeChambeau going to be the next Tiger Woods? Hell no. Uh, but this guy is young. He is exciting, and he hits the ball a ton. All things that people who collect anything, golf especially, love to see. So I'm a big fan of this Bryson DeChambeau. There's three nine point eights, and I own one of them. And those are the only one. That's the only one I own. I don't own any copies of this uh, raw. Okay. Next up. So this is another two in one. So I've got two, and I'll explain this. So so the next one on my list is Messi and ronaldo and the reason why they're together here i'll show you ronaldo that's Messi. there's ronaldo um because they came out as a variant on the exact same week they're also both of those superstars for first sports illustrated covers so june 9th 2014 um there were four variant covers produced that week there was a Messi. there was a ronaldo there was a Clint Dempsey for the United States and this was all around the world cup. And then there was um, somebody else who I, I I'm not familiar with. Uh, if you're, if you're sleeping on soccer, you need to knock it off because the prices for soccer trading cards and all sorts of soccer collectibles just keep going up and up and up as the sport is getting more recognized in the United States. And obviously is, is you know, the global leader. Uh, there are two 9.8 out there. Again, because there are variants and because CGC doesn't break them out. Um, we don't know if they're two Messies or two Ronaldos or one Ronaldo and one Messi. I do know because I saw it for sale, is that I do know that within the last year there was a Ronaldo 9.8 that sold on eBay. It sold for about a thousand dollars. That was a freaking steal. I would have picked it up in a heartbeat if I had seen it first. Um, I love both of these guys. They're massive, massive, all-time great superstars. And um, and I think they're really, really underrated. And again, probably because um, they're really tough to find. I do own both of these. Um, they're both at CGC being graded right now. I do own a Messi. I do own a Ronaldo. Unfortunately, neither are in that great shape. I think if I'm lucky, I'll be able to pop a 9.0 from either of them. Um, but still had to have them and love, love, love those. Next up, this one was kind of interesting. And I've been, you know, I've been looking for this one for a long time. It's almost impossible to find. This is Greg Maddox. This is his first cover from August 14th, 1995. This is another variant first cover. It's a theme lately. Uh, The other cover that was produced that week was about Alabama football. Um, and my thoughts are that this might have even been a short print variant, um, which is sometimes uh, uh, Sports Illustrated would, for example, in this example, they might release this cover in just the Atlanta metro area. And then the rest of the country gets the other uh, variant that week. Sometimes they did a little, things a little bit more regionally, only with a couple of covers. But the reason why I think this may be a short print is it's impossible to find. Um, it's impossible to find in newsstand. I've never owned one. I'm going to keep looking. To my knowledge and from what I can see from the CGC census, there's never been one graded. Uh, Maddox isn't hugely collectible, but the guy's a Hall of Famer. He was part of the 2014 Hall of Fame class. He was the most dominant pitcher of the 90s and did it with a fastball that rarely went over 90 miles an hour. Um, You know, They called his nickname was the professor. He just outsmarted And watched more tape on more guys and knew how to strike you out with you know a 76 mile an hour changeup. uh i think we forget how awesome and amazing greg maddox was and um i think this cover is hugely underrated Uh, i've actually talked about this one a lot lately so this is big ben roethlisberger this came out on january 23rd 2006 it's another variant cover um This one is especially tough to find, similar to the Ronaldo-Messi one. There were four different covers produced that week. Uh, I can tell you that a 9.8 in this – Ben Roethlisberger, 9.8, this exact issue we're looking at here, uh, sold last month on Heritage for $1,560, which, in my opinion, is an absolute steal. Uh, You know, go through the checklist. Super Bowl winner, check. Uh, Hall of Famer, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, check. Crazy, big, rabid fan base like the Steelers, check. Uh, I'm kind of mad at myself that I didn't bid more on that 9.8 that sold for 1,500 bucks. Um, I mean, it's Big Ben. It's his first cover. It's a variant, massively underrated. Um, I do own one or two copies of this at CGC being graded right now. I can tell you for certain that neither of them will be anywhere near a 9.8. Um, But I love, love, love that one right there. Talked about this one a lot too. Um, So this is Tim Duncan's first cover, but it's also Kobe Bryant's second cover. This one came out on May 31st, uh, 1999. Some substance, you can see it right there. Substance over style is the headline. Um, Obviously that's a bit of a dig at Kobe. You know, Tim Duncan was the substance. So Kobe was the style. You know, Spurs beat the Lakers in the playoffs that year. Um, It it makes sense, although it's a little funny, because in 1999, Duncan had won championships and Kobe hadn't. Yet, uh, we all know, right after that and into the 2000s, uh, you know, Kobe picked up five titles in 10 years. So substance over style is a little bit snarky and and unfair to Kobe and and obviously what he did after that. Um, You know, the reason I love this cover so much is, not only is it Tim Duncan's first cover, It's Kobe's second cover. When you you can't find that Superstar's first cover or you can't afford that Superstar's first cover, the second cover tends to be the next most collectible one. So now we've got a Superstar first cover, another Superstar second cover. Um, That's why I think it's super underrated. There is one 9.8 copy of this issue. Very, very difficult to find in a high grade. And it's because, and you can see it here, I'll move the cursor, it's all of this dark ink along the spine. And the back is, is, is full color as well. That means the tiniest flaw just comes screaming out and makes it obvious. I've made this analogy before. It's like when you own a black car and you see every tiny little speck of dirt. It's the same thing with grading a cover with that dark ink. You've got that dark color all along the spine. Any flaw there is just going to come, just hit me like a flashing strobe light and the graders are going to catch it every single time. Um, love this issue and think it's super underrated. I can tell you I own a ton of these. I uh, own a copy in 9.4. I own a copy in 9.6. And I've got an absolute ton of them raw. Uh, I was fortunate enough to find a bunch of them you know, in the last year or two. I think this is a super, super underrated issue and, and a great looking issue too. So that's my underrated list. Um, you know, Feel free to beat me up in the comments. Um, uh, I, and I mean, seriously, I love a good debate. So feel free to drop a comment, tell me I'm wrong. It'll be you know good opportunity to ha- for us to have a discussion about it. Um, or feel free to drop a comment and tell me one that I missed. Um, I really love to hear what you think about that and would love your feedback because I was just kind of, trying to figure this one out and, uh, and, and see what we came up with here. Okay, so let's take a look at some recent high dollar sales. And, and I've said this before, as far as pricing goes in the market, um, pricing for mid and low level issues, not necessarily mid or low grade, just kind of mid price point and low price point issues continue to drop. Um, and I think that's just because there's so much supply right now. Um, in the marketplace. However, um, high grade key issue slabs keep rising in price, especially the very ultra high level premium pieces. And, um, and that's where we're going to take a look at today uh, and, and, and dig into some things here. I want to look at, here we go. So this is where we're going to start. This uh, was a really big deal really recently. Um, This is the Michael Jordan first cover graded at 8.5 that broke the all-time record for a publicly sold graded Sports Illustrated. Just happened a few weeks ago. It sold for a record $11,800. What I think is most interesting about this, um, beyond the fact that it was a record-breaking price for $11,800 for an 8.5, there are six copies of this that are graded higher than Six. So there's a lot of issues out there that are in higher grade. You know, keep in mind, people are always willing to pay a significant premium to get the highest graded copy. So, you know, there's a 9.4 of this issue. You know, what's the 9.4 worth? If the 8.5 is 11,800, is the 9.4 25,000? The highest graded. There's one 9.6 out there. You know, based on this price, I'm fairly confident that if that 9.6 came up for auction now, it could hammer for $100,000 or more and maybe a lot more. So this was a really important sale. It really told us a lot about what's going on in the market right now. Um, the all-time record sales price for any graded Sports Illustrated issue was broken probably five or six times in the last year alone. So this was really important. Um, I do own and have owned and currently own several copies of this, um, of this issue. Right now, my highest graded one is 6.5, but I've got a couple at CGC right now that um, that'll beat that, not by a ton, um, but should beat it by a little bit. Okay, moving on, another sales price, and this one um, goes the other way. So this is, you know, iconic. This is the very first issue of Sports Illustrated from August um, 1954. It's graded at 9.8. These had been selling regularly over the last year for about $10,000, give or take a little bit in there. And I want to say there's probably been five or six of these sold in the last 12 to 18 months for right around $10,000. But literally just two weeks ago, this 9.8 on Heritage sold for just under $5,000. It was like 40. The hammer was the hammer and buyer's premium. I think it was like 4850. So a bit of a surprise there and a bit of softness. But I'm not sure it's part of a trend yet. I'm going to need to see one or two more sales publicly of this issue and what those prices are before I'm going to be convinced that this is a downward trend in pricing in this issue and not just an anomaly. So for right now, I think this is a bit of an anomaly. There's a couple more that are coming up for sale in the the coming months in future auctions. So keep an eye on those. But this one was a big surprise selling for less than $5,000. I own a bunch of copies of this one in all sorts of grades. I I currently have two 9.8s right now. Uh, I've got a 9.6. I've got a bunch more at at CGC being graded. So, uh, that's where I stand on this one. Uh, this next one is a little bit older. Um, but still in the last couple of months, the sale happened in November of last year. So this is Wayne Gretzky's second cover. This is from 1982. It's at 9.8 sold for $6,350. Um, this is the highest price I've ever seen paid for an issue that is not a first cover. This is a second cover. Wayne Gretzky to a perfect 9.8, sells for over $6,000. It is a pop one of one, none higher, which explains that sale price. Um, and again, I've talked about it before. When you can't afford or get that superstar's first cover in a high grade, the second cover becomes more collectible. And that's what we've seen here. Um, it was certainly the case with this one. I own um, a lot of Wayne Gretzky and have owned a lot of Wayne Gretzky issues over the years. I've never owned this one and, um, and currently don't own that one, but it's a beautiful looking issue there from 1982. Uh, next one. So this is Kobe Bryant, first cover from 1998, rated at 9.8. This sold in November on eBay for $4,000. This was an absolute steal in November for $4,000. And another, I mean, if this if this one comes up for sale today and somebody says, I got a 9.8, it's four grand, um, I'm taking two of them, at least uh, two of them. Uh, there are only five 9.8s in existence and it's it's freaking Kobe Bryant and it's an amazing first cover. The pop reports on the 9.8 are really low. They go a lot higher when you get to 9.6 and 9.4. I think this is an eight to $10,000 slab all Day long, so an absolute steal at four thousand um, dollars. I believe it was still the highest price ever paid uh, at a publicly um, publicly sold uh, issue of this at nine point eight. But I, I still think it was way undervalued, and um, and and a steal for four thousand dollars. I own several copies of this. I have two in my hands right now at nine point six. Um, And I've got several others at CGC being graded that likely will be um, less than 9.6. That's it for podcast episode number 10. Comment, like, subscribe, follow me on social media, subscribe to the audio version of this podcast, wherever you get audio podcasts. And if you have an idea for a topic I should cover in the future, drop a comment here, shoot me a DM on social media. Thanks for watching.